if Moses was trained for 40 years for 40 years ministry mm. then we can never jump into this thing anyhow Moses ran away from Egypt when he was 40 years old he came back to Egypt when he was 80 years old he died at 120 40 years training for 40 years ministry It is more than the way you think. Mm. I remember the first time we stepped into Porter City. And we finished part of the project. And we had our first service. And some people asked me, are we going to stay in Tema, occasionally come here? And I told them, nobody leaves Egypt and return back to Egypt. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now listen. And after the first meeting the lord told me you are now starting ministry i said i don't understand i told you guys i said you are starting so it means what i was doing building power in all the place i have not started isaiah prophesied chapter one chapter two chapter three chapter 4, chapter 5 he thought he was a major prophet and not knowing between chapter 1 and 5 he has never seen the Lord say in the day King Uzziah died if I am now starting I don't know where you are now hallelujah you will make it. Amen. Now, never deceive yourself with this thing. In the kingdom, we don't arrive. We only make progress. I can close with this one. I'm going to go back to where I left from. Look at your neighbor and say, don't ever think you have arrived. If one day you wake up and you have the largest church in the world, hmm? This is the deception in our generation. Dr. Young Cho submitted to Dr. Ora Robert and make it a law in the ministry that forever till Jesus come, the Ora Robert family will be sitting on the board. So Dr. Ora Robert was on the board in Dr. Young Cho's church. When he passed, Richard Robert was on the board. I was there. Richard Robert never had a boy. He has only girls, I think four girls. I was there when Richard was going to hand over the worship to his first girl, sitting on it. Now, Dr. Yogi Cho had the largest church in the world, but submitting to a man without a church. That means that the way you are standing alone without a mentor, a mentor is a human monitor. I can promise you. I am going to say this just in case I forget. There is a time in the ministry. It is possible you feel like you want to sack your wife. One person is sincere. The only thing that will protect you is that there are some people you must look back. And when you see them, you cannot make some decisions. I am already preaching. That's what it is. That means that Prophet Anawas, I'm standing here, 
There are some men behind me. When I turn and I look at Dr. Mpiakofi, when I look at Reverend Sudanaba, when I look at certain fathers, Archbishop Duncan Williams, there are some decisions I cannot make. It has nothing to do with how I feel. Anybody standing here, if you don't have somebody in your life that can tell you stop and against your will, you will stop. You are not in ministry. And I tell you, you don't have a future. I used to go and preach somewhere on Fridays. And when I finished preaching, I would come back and do all night. And I've enjoyed it for years. One day I finished preaching, so Reverend Sue called me and said, Ah, I thought you were the one that, as you know, I was preaching in the church. And he said, Listen, you are not a 30 years old boy. Forgotten when he told me, maybe I was 40 something. And he said, From now, you have to stop preaching somewhere and come back and continue at the all night. Because those pastors, if they stress you or something happened to you, their churches will be there. Whether I like it or not is not an issue. It stopped from that day up to today. Somebody that will look at you and it's possible most of you don't have those people they don't It means that when I'm in misbehaving, my wife knows who to call. Now hear this. Papa, he put this something. One day he carried all his pastors between Bishop Abioye, Bishop Arimu, and took them to redeem Christian camp. And when he went there, Papa Deboy was there and he said, Papa, I brought these people here. And I want to say this in front of you and them. Because I'm their boss. Just in case there is something I'm doing, they're afraid to tell me, they should come to you. I heard it from his mouth. Just in case they are afraid to confront me, any of them can call you. And I know when they call you, you can call me. And when you call me, the matter has ended. Why am I saying this? The greatest challenge of our generation is pride. Pride. And it comes in a different forms. Hallelujah. The pride of I am a firebrand preacher. Hmm. One day I was sitting with Dr. Jerry Savell and I saw their circles. Nobody even have a title. Brother Copeland. Brother Jerry Savell. And Dr. Jerry Savell told me, I've worked with Dr. Copeland for 50 years. I still clean his shoes if need be. So, you are not humble yesterday and you become a pope. Next day. I can go with these people to some place and if you don't know me, you will not know. One day, when we're building this place, the chief executive here called me that he wanted to see. So his secretary sent me. I wanted to. I went there. I went there with the guys. So when we got there, the man said, uh, the secretary called and said that the man has come. When we got there, we were sitting down and he said, uh, where is the man? He said this one. I said, no, I'm talking about the bishop. The man that is building. He said this one. I said, which one? He said, the one here. This one. 
Where is your boss? <laughs> now, do you know something? Jesus was so ordinary among his disciples that you need a kiss to betray him. That means that if Judas don't kiss him, they can pick Peter. So we need the meekness in our time. The last election, one presidential candidate visited me here because he called me. He said, I want you to pray for me. I had a dream and you need to pray for me. Quietly we pray. When he entered, he said, Prof, all these things is in the country here. And nobody knows. You don't make noise. I told him, His Excellency, elephant does not make noise. His movement will announce it. So, don't make noise. Let God advertise you. When I see you coming up and you are making too much noise, I know you will not last. Jesus said, Jesus will hear people and say, don't tell anybody. I've healed you. There is a place of obscurity. Because popularity can be stressful. Popularity can launch out a missile. You don't have the defense mechanism to stop it. Never become popular before your time. Stay quiet. I'm sure some of you, if you didn't step importance, you have never heard of it. Maybe you have heard of it, but you didn't know. Amen. Let's welcome Prof. Prof, please. Amen. Hallelujah. That's Professor Bednego. He's also a general overseer of a ministry. Amen. So today, I want to talk to you. And continue from, I have two points to give it to you. Prof is here, so when I finish and I say it and you are angry, Prof will come and encourage you. Because I don't like to preach to preachers. All of you are preachers. I want to talk to you. Amen? Today, pastors are living their life, their wives are checking. There's one deception I'm going to deal with you. Huh? Last time, one, one, one person asked a question. Uh, uh, you remember that question about his wife? He said that the woman must wake up and pray with you. Did God call you with her? No. <laughs> it is dangerous to put the weight of the ministry on your wife. Nobody knows the wife of the apostles. We only know Peter's mother in law. <laughs> that I carry the weight and put it on my wife. She will she will collapse. That what it takes to manage what is here. I, said, I can't give it to her. She can only join me in devotion. I told her, I said, if you're tired, go. 
Sometimes you do me like this. I say, in the name of Jesus, God has answered your prayer. Go. Because I have the next three hours to continue. You collapse. <laughs> you can't handle it. All this deception about my wife must be this, my wife must be this. No, 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 you cannot. Are you a pastor still using daily bread as devotion? For what? My next point, I have already started giving you a commentary before the next point. Never. I have never dragged my wife to a waiting. The most dangerous thing to do in ministry is to do what you don't have grace for. Ah! <laughs> Amen. The little he can do, let her play her part. Where is Apostle Paul's wife? Man of God, God has called us into responsibility. Never carry the weight. Don't wake your wife midnight. If you wake up to join, you let her join. Don't connect your failure to your wife. That's what it's all. That because I married this woman, that is why I'm failing. I'm telling you, if I'm not married, I married the devil, I'll still succeed. Is that? If I married the devil, his assistant, she can't stop me from succeeding. Nothing could stop Jesus from succeeding. If you run away, I'll still do ministry. I saw American preachers, their wife left them, they become bigger. That does not connote that I go and marry a wrong woman. Because by the time you take a woman and you say, this is my wife, that is it. You don't marry to change your partner. You marry to accept them the way they are. So if they were not prayerful before you married them, don't expect them to be prayerful. Only God can change that. I was in America. And then one pastor came to me in the pastor's after I finished the program. He said, Prof, Papa, the woman I married is a trouble for my ministry. I say, no problem. If we take her out, do you think you can succeed? If the woman is the cause, if we take her from your life, can you succeed? She was standing there. I said, answer me now. I believe I'll succeed. Then I said, live as if she does not exist and succeed. I know you don't like it, but did I bring you here to teach you what you like? No. That is a waste of time. No. Everything I'm telling you now, it will show up after 10 years. Where you are, there's no chance. Now listen, the devil, you are not in his timetable now. He's waiting. He has only tagged you in his book, waiting for you to be popular. Along the line, I'm going to show not everybody can be general overseer. Because not everybody has independent anointing. There are some anointing, it can only function when it's connected to some anointing. 
You disconnect it, you have disconnected your destiny. So don't step into things that God has not given you. If God didn't orchestrate my way and pull me out, I will be associated to Jesus' camp. Because I know the burden of being in the front line of the battle. If you are not lucky, and your general is David, your king is David, your general is, uh, your general is uh, Joab, and David is eyeing your wife, he just tell you, put Uriah at the front part of the battle. Now, that king talking like that is also a battle strategist. So he said, put him in the retreat. So they know how to kill you. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm not starting. I thought I was supposed to, but I'm not starting. By tomorrow to Saturday, I will show you that how you start is not important. It's not even how you end, but how to sustain. Now listen. I have never been confused about my calling. I'm going to show you something I wrote here. It means that <laughs> whether it's three people praying or four people coming, that is what God has called me to do. Whether it's crowd or small, it doesn't change the calling. Don't try to do. One of the major problems in Ghana is that we copy. This person is doing this, everybody will jump into it. One pastor came, one prophet went to Reverend Shui and said, He has got a land, he's going to build a city. He has already come here to uh, uh, survey and he's going to build it. And he said, He's building a hospital. I said, Man of God, be careful you'll not be the first to be admitted there. If God has not given me this one, I will never try it. This thing is a mystery. You don't even know how it happens. Sometimes we lay block, by the time we come, the block has increased. That is why I saw the angels have masons. But the mansions in heaven, who survives them? And who, are, who is laying them? Is there any human being that is laying blocks there? No. We have seen Muslims bring cement here. We don't know them. Articulated loads of cement. Who sent you? He said, my, my, my master. Who is your master? Alaji. Give us his number. He said, ah. Uh, he said, we'll call you. <laughs> if you're already offended, then you are not part of the meeting. Amen. <laughs> Never stay where you have not been assigned. Never. That is what I'm telling you. If you came here with your senior pastor and he has been faithful to bring you here to come and learn what he's learning. When I was going to South Korea, I took Pastor Martin and Pastor Albert. They are not the only people that are for day, but they are the people that are staying with me. Now hear this. There were so many people that they were not carry. So I have foresight who was going to be with me. Some of them were closer to me than them. Yes. But I knew it. Yeah. If I look at everybody's face, I know who will be with me the next 10 years. Yeah. 
There was another guy I would deal with them. I traveled to the world with him. Sometimes when I'm going to America, I carry him. There's no I didn't take him. So there is no substitute for your discernment. <laughs> no. I carry the two of them. Follow me. I took them. Dr. Hengi chose a Dr. Hengi chose a witch. I said they are my sons. He lay hands on them. Pray for them. Today I can go anywhere and carry and give the weight of the ministry to them. Without cross-checking. So don't ordain somebody because he buys you cement. And he gives you money. Make sure you have discernment. Never let money be the motivational factor. I can tell you about authority. We don't have anybody in this ministry. We don't have one. We'll never have one. They say, if it's not because of me, potters will not be built. We don't have one. One day I told them, I said, anybody that stand here and say, if not because of me, potters will not be, you and your generation is cursed forever. We don't have that person. Whatever you have contributed, when we take it out, it will have no effect. You can give back your tithe to you. It will have no effect. God takes the full glory. We don't have anybody that says, no, 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 no. We don't have that one. Don't give anybody a special chair in the church. He will dethrone you. I learned these things many years ago. Now, hear this. You will like it. I love my ministry because it might be where you are suffering now. I love my ministry. I noticed that as a man called into the prophetic office, every time God raised somebody or a family to take care of me, even when I was, when I was a student, there were some girls that were taking care of me. Yeah, but those sisters are different from the current sisters you have now. They take care without ulterior motives. They were very pure sisters. Today, when they give you Kobe, when they give you Brodo, the next day you have to give them a peg. That's not what we are talking about. Now, they were taking care of me. They took care of me. Hallelujah. And they were providing everything. Everybody in the school thought I was a rich man. I'm coming from a good home, but I just have favor. Now, as I grew up in ministry, I see them coming. So, at this stage, it is this woman of God that is taking care of me. At a point, I could see that they are redrawing. Something is happening, I'm losing them, and I want to hold on to them. That is why in ministry, never think that you have completed your training. The Lord began to warn me and say that, never try to hold or keep anybody I'm taking out of your life. So every prophecy God gives me, I must go back to the word of God and find because the authentic acid test of prophecy is the word of God. So the Lord said, go and study the life of Elijah. I went to, I begin to study. I studied that man, that strange prophet for years. And I saw that there are times he has the brook ministry and the ravens ministry. So ravens is the one feeding. Now when the ravens ministry ends, he can't force the ravens to stay. He must move to the widow's ministry. 
Now, from the widow's ministry, there is a place that angels will come and cook for him. If Elijah hold on to the brook ministry, there will be trouble. So God said, don't try to hold on to people I'm taking out of their life. Because some people are part of your history. They are not part of your destination. You are going to have people connected. Anybody that buys you a car, buys you a house, God touched their heart to do it. They can finish doing it and not stay with you again. So what is the key word for this one? Some of you are 30 years. Some of you are 40. Some of you are 50. If you live up to 95, it seems like you have 45 years more to preach. Don't kill yourself at, at 55. No? You can have one church member. It will take your life before your time. Yesterday, the professor doctor said, pray them out. But there are some people, they refuse to be prayed out. <laughs> Bishop Takia Boy came here. He said there was a stubborn person in his church. He asked him to move. The guy told him that, Bishop, <laughs> I am not a victory member. Me a victory me. Even you can move, I will still be here. <laughs> he says, he wanted to be Asana. Oh, yeah, Asana member. But I said, yeah, Asana me. It means that all Arsenal members can go, but the new one is still here. So it's not everybody you can pray out. And you don't have any scripture backing to sack somebody from the church. <laughs> Am I talking? Yes. I have not stopped preaching. I'm warming up. Hallelujah. Never think you are right. Ministry is not preaching. It's not preaching for everybody. No, no, here they don't clap. It's not preaching for everybody to clap. Sir. The greatest people with mighty churches, I don't know what they preach. So the man listen to them is boring. <laughs> you go and stand with him, Christian camp. The papa, the boy is standing there. Sometimes even sitting down. And he's you not know, moving from the pulpit. And I feel he's reading from a book. And almost 1.5 million people are listening. You will also start with Toli. <laughs> and 50,000 people pass through the church every Sunday. You two are preaching, quoting Greek and Hebrew. <laughs> By the time we check, Two and a half people plus your wife. This is what made me realize. This thing is not the way you are talking about. The fact that the girls are bringing you milk does not mean you are anointed. Today we live in a generation that women can let you feel you are anointed. Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen. 
lasting anointing. So yesterday we took off and we said that the first thing you should do is to do a personal relationship with God. These five things, if you mix it, don't have a future. Personal relationship with what? God. As a man of God. Personal relationship with God. That means that don't just can somebody's preaching to go and preach when we have not spent time to pray. I've never studied to come and preach. Everything you see me preach is what I've eaten. The excess is what I can give it to you. So what you are getting now is a sope. But I have eaten the thing myself. Because God told me many years ago, if it doesn't work for you, it won't work for anybody. Never. If you hear me preach faith, I am not a preacher of faith. I'm a practitioner of faith. So, I don't know the definition of faith. That is how I live. Practically, that is how I live. And I've proven it. Amen. So, seven years on this ground, not one law. And up to today, nobody owns anybody 10 cities. So there is nobody dead or alive. Okay, Potter, see, you owe me, come and pay. It's, it's it, it, dead or alive. And you can only appreciate here when you have poor concrete before. Some of you have never bought land, so you don't know what I'm talking about. The small auditorium, we, we do small, small meetings there. One day, Pastor Bobasari said, Prof, this one is somebody's whole world, though. All his life. I've already told them we are planning another big auditorium. And when they go ahead, come, it will be built in less than one year. Like the way Jubilee Tabulacan was built in eight months. It's faith adventure. Receive that grace on your head. Meekness is very crucial. One day I was in here, then there was a great man of God. I mean, by every standard, it's like a father, he's a senior in the ministry. So I was there, then he say he's looking for you. Early morning, I was surprised. Ah, he didn't call me before coming. I was even still in my pajamas. I was so ran to the office. Ah, I didn't know you were coming. <laughs> The prof came to see him. I said, ah, Is everything okay? Say yes. Then he knelt down, pray for me. I said, Ah, please, 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 please. He said, No, no, no. I didn't come here for jokes. Look at the time I'm here. I said, Let's talk some more. He said, No, pray. Huh? I said, What is he saying? I am struggling to complete my church building. I was in prayer. The Lord said, that. Why are you struggling? Go under somebody who doesn't struggle to do it. So the Lord pointed me. I said, ah, I should be coming to you for prayer. So I knelt by him to pray. He said, Prof, I didn't say pray with him. I said, lay hands and pray for me. Because I need to get this thing done. God spoke to me that I shouldn't struggle for, to do this thing. Go where? Now, can you imagine one day, Richard, Robert came to my church to preach. We were in Tema. He finished preaching. People were there in front of the whole church. And now that I should pray, I almost collapsed. Richard, no, you can do things like that. He said, pray for me. This is the man that carried Robert's anointing. 
<laughs> this is a man that I, I, when he came to, he came to my house and where he lie down, when he goes, I said, don't want the message. I go there to <laughs> lie down. I say, Lord, whatever is on a Robert that came to Richard, let him enter me. He knelt down. Now, we both went to the office. I said, Richard, how did you do things like that? He said, Nana. <laughs> the Lord showed me what to carry. And if there's anything my father taught me, he said, don't let pride get you from receiving something somebody has that you need. I learned a lesson from that time. The man of God I prayed with him, he went back, he invited me to come and preach for him. He says, another thing is I come to my place. I finished preaching there for two days. In the next 14 days, they moved to the new building. Now listen, enough funds was raised. Three weeks, they have moved there. He said, I have struggled for three years. I told you, let me repeat it again. If I see Paul, I can predict the future of Timothy. If I see Elijah, I know where Elijah is going. If I see Moses, I can tell Joshua will not fail. As long as Ruth is connected to Naomi, he has a future. Your mentor determines your future. So if you don't have one, you're on your own. And the devil knows he can crush you. Receive grace to humble yourself and fulfill your ministry on the ground stand. Check it. Even if you're a pastor's wife, you need a mentor of a pastor's wife. Never pride yourself to think that because you pull crowd, you don't need anybody to mentor you. Crowd is not equivalent to the soul. Others have pulled crowd, they didn't survive. I'm telling you, I have seen things rise up in this country. There was a move of God in Kumasi Stadium. Everybody was running there. Today is dead. And it breaks my heart. How can such a thing die? But don't only celebrate things. When we say things as die, go and find out what kill it. I hope you are okay. Yes, sir. If you are not okay, I'm preaching. <laughs> Amen. Personal relationship with God. Personal what? Relationship with God. Your timetable for prayer. Discipline. Paul said, I keep under my body and bring it under subjection. Look at Jesus Christ. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, it's not Robbie to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. It's not that God made him, he made himself practical choice. 
He made himself of no reputation. He was in the form of God, but he made himself. One of the virtues of the fruit of the spirit is called self-control. It didn't say God control, self. So don't corner your secretary at the office and start praying in tongues. You don't have, you don't have, you don't have discipline in life. Don't travel with your secretary when your wife is at home. You don't have a future. Amen. I am telling you things I have survived after now. There must be no rumor about your life. Even if they start spreading the rumor, it should be a false one. Because you have a great destiny. Some of you, when I see you, I can see that there's hope for China. Now hear this. Hear this. This is the most serious thing I will say. There is an apostle in Britain. His name is called Apostle Ken God. Maybe he's the only white apostle in Europe who is yearning for revival. He comes here to preach for me. After COVID, he has not been able to come. He's far older than me. Apostle Ken God. He has a prayer camp in Newcastle. I had the opportunity to preach for him in Sunderland. If they put his picture, some of you know him. Now, this is Apostle Ken God. One day, she came here to Porter. This is the early stages when we were building Porter. I think this is house of prayer. She was one of the early people to come and preach here when the building was no roof. I went to Sunderland. He has a 24-hour chain prayer going on with whites. One day he finished preaching. I was going to see him at the airport and he said, Nana, I have something from the Lord to tell you. And what he told, what he told me is for all of us. But you can go look at me and say that we brought the gospel to you. He said, 100 years ago, the way you people are having meetings and revivals, it was a display of fetish priests. It means that the meeting we are having now that you are sitting here, if there was any meeting in Ghana 100 years ago, it is a confer outcome and people have gathered to watch. The man told me, in the midst of that, we brought the gospel to you. Some of the people came carrying their casket. Not because of demons. One of the things they know they won't survive is malaria. So most of the missionaries came. They lost their life and they came with their casket. When I die, bury me here. Because some of you are not interested in church history because you are not a revivalist. And he said, Nana, we brought the gospel to you. The seed we came to sow, this is how far it has come. When we came with the gospel, there was no churches. He said, but what we came to sow to you, we have lost it. If you people don't remember to bring us the gospel, God will not forgive you. So hear this. The way you want to go to London to go and preach so that you carry a briefcase and they say the pastor just said, it's more than that. If God will give you opportunity to stay in Germany one day, 
Germany must be revived because of you. In fact, Apostle Ken God told me, he said that if it's not because of the black churches, we don't have revival in Europe. The two largest churches in Europe before the COVID was one in Ukraine. And the next one was KICC, pastored by Pastor Shimono. And other ones that were springing up. You heard about Joel Austin. Name them. Which great man of God do you know his name in Europe? Who is white man? I just asked you a question. UK, Germany, show me a white man that has a ministry that storms the world. That means that we are even getting it wrong. Going there just to preach and come back with the show that I went to London to preach. That means that Prophet Anna, if God tell me, go back and stay in Germany for one year, by the time I'm coming back, Germany must experience a revival. I know it. We came to Tema. Even dead factories came alive. Rose, when we left, everything left. I must not come to Miocho for Miocho being the same. Nobody knows this place until we landed here. Nobody knows it. It's become internationally. It's not possible for you to get to a place and the place remain the same. It means that your input is too small. Church growth does not only come by coming for a mentor to lay hands on you. It can contribute. I was in a 40 days fast when the Lord told me, arise and go, let my servant lay hands on you. When I return, I must go on another 40 days. So everything here is not by accident. It must be sweat before sweet. And don't rest until the ministry gives you rest. This is your one hour prayer. It cannot build the kind of church you are looking for. The territorial powers know what to carry. If you carry nothing, they know. If you don't disturb them, they know. I come here, I see some of you when we are praying, you are standing there, you don't open your mouth. And there is a tag in your neck. And some of you are crossed in your pocket. Those are not the things that build ministry. No. I'm not against your cross. Have a bigger one. 
almost 10 years. Every January to somewhere February, my wife doesn't see me. My children don't see me. These people don't see me. I leave the church continuously. That's where you I know where I'm going. So nobody brought you here to come and entertain you. There is a price to pay. You should pay the post say, I was in fasting for 26 months. So that is the foundation for winners chapel. Seventy days fasting. Who comes and who don't come is not important to me. If I come, three people is here. I'm leading them in prayer. It's not everybody that want to pray. Everybody want the glory. Not everybody want to pay the price. So, don't connect yourself to people that will entertain you. If you are not connected to people that will stretch your faith, you have not started. You must go to another person, come, and know that you have done nothing. How people come here, oh, wow, potters, wow, no, I laugh. I have been to other people's camp, so I know this thing is a kitchen. To God be the glory. <laughs> I have been to Dr. Young Cho's place. I have gone to Kenala. When I went to redeem Christian camp, I have not started. Redeem Christian camp. The old auditorium is two kilometers by 1.5. The new one. Now, we are traveling. We were walking in our auditorium. And we are driving. And we have not ended. And I said, now, if you are driving, we have not ended. What about if you make an altar call? We are driving there. That is before we start. I carry this people there so that they will not be confused. We are driving the redeemed Christian camp. And the Lord told me. The Lord gave me specific places to go. So don't just come here and stand here. This place must challenge your thinking. Something must wake up in the inside of you. We were driving. We were going there. And for kilometers, we have not reached the pulpit. And this is a church auditorium. So the way you are building that auditorium and you have not plastered it right the fifth anniversary. <laughs> so you are not only here to, for a pastor's program. You are here. God brought you here to you are saying, hey, so this is auditorium. This is the old one. So you are going to the church and you are still driving. All this while you are driving. So if they make attack, or by the time you arrive, Jesus has returned. <laughs> and you are still going. You are still going. You are still going. You are still going. We saw three different, five, four different auditoriums as they feel. That is the reason. That's why we pick the spirit. You see house of faith. Then we build another one. Then we build another one. Because the spirit there is that once God increases, create room for him. You are still in the auditorium. You are still driving. All this side is auditorium. You keep going and you keep going 
and you keep going and you, from where we left off. So we are still driving and we are going and we are going and we are going and you have not reached where the puppet is. The one that they build now is twice this one. Nobody has to give you stuff in chair. Have you seen the benches there? If you don't have a place to, even the bench, you fight to get one to sit. And this man stood in the Independence Square after he was invited by Dr. Mesota. He said that 40 days and 40 nights fasting, we do it often. The auditorium has not ended. May you produce one of this in your time. If it is God, it can be done anywhere. It is more serious than you think. This one, they did the bigger one, three kilometer by three kilometer. It gets full plus this. So now this one has become, this place is now for uh, overflow. <laughs> I want to know Dr. Young chose place here. Uh, the Grutos. Even this one, the way they struggle to give you a picture, the Grutos, by the time they finish, Jesus has come. Eh? They are there. You know, the Koreans, they are very small, small, in the cave. And they are there. Some are in the hotel. If you don't have the hotel, hide in the Grutos. Is that how they call it? Is it Grutos they call it? And then they are there. It's like a small cave in the mountain. You are there with only your mat and your water. And some of them are there. The auditorium on the camp sit over 5,000. And people have put their mouth there fasting and praying. And that prayer has gone on for almost 60 years. So when you hear the largest church in the world, it's not by accident. Do you know why we might not be able to sustain the revivals that we have? No. The entertainment is too much. <laughs> I went to Kenya land, another story. I love what Papa Yudipo told me. Bishop Taki told me what God is doing with your life. He said, focus. Never stop to enter, answer your critics. Focus. He said, if you fail, you break your focus. If you fail anywhere, every failure is connected to a broken focus. Never stop to answer those who are criticizing you. And I'll never forget what he said. It is a ripe mango that attracts stones. So if you do nothing, nobody criticizes you. I see you in your time producing something that brings the world to a standstill. Can I tell you this man, a woman of God, you have what it takes. 
half what it takes. Even if the shirt you are wearing is free, the person gave it to you free, bought it. Hello, Mimale. If the car you are driving is free, the person who gave it to you bought it. Huh? It means that this Lacoste plus these jeans has a price tag on it. If in the natural, everything has a price tag on it. In the spirit, everything has a price tag. So, Porter City has a price tag. Anything God gives you, you have no pay price. You will be arrogant until the thing kill you. Now, hear this. The more anointed you are based on the price you pay, the humbler you become. Because of where you are sitting, you will produce something bigger than where you are sitting. One man of God said, God, told, God came to him and said, I have a blessing for you if you are interested. I have a blessing for you if you are what? So God give to people who are interested in it. This is a generation that when we are teaching young person, they already know what you are saying. <laughs> a pastor that don't take notes in church. Thank God for those of you who have pens and papers and you are typing. Because a short pencil is better than long memory. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to preach? No. The only reason you are not taking notes is that you know what I'm preaching already. So there's no way to happen. Oh, lay hands on me so that I can pray. Man of God, lay hands on me so that if you lay hands on me, I'll get what you are getting. It's true. <laughs> but if that is it, <laughs> then what would Jesus ask for? Jesus Fast for 40 days and 49. For what? When I lay hands on you, there is something you will get. But there is a realm. Laying of hands can never bring it. Never. <laughs> Yesterday, a certain lady came to preach about leadership. When he came, he said that, oh, I've been following your ministry. I've been listening to you. He was preaching, I was doing those. I have to be distracted and come and take the thing and do those. Because <laughs> what God gave to somebody has not given it to you. What to make you think? If you're a pastor, you're listening for expansion. Congregation listening for blessing, but you're listening for expansion. There is no new thing. There's nothing you are preaching somebody has not preached before. So, sitting down and thinking you don't need notes, what did you come here for? the foundation of pride that you have never seen. No. Let him that think he knows something knows that he knows nothing yet as he ought to know. Paul said, let him that think he knows something knows he knows nothing yet. Now one day you'll be doing 40 days fasting. You will have to preach all the 40 days. What are you going to say that people will not get tired of listening? I have some animals in the zoo. I have camels. I have horses. I have different ones. Now, 
If the goat excretes, it comes just much more, it drops. Huh? If the sheep huh, excretes, it comes there. If the donkey is excreted, it has a size. But if the camel drops his own. So what is inside you determine what to come out. As simple as that. That is why the elephant cannot eat as a rat. So you come to the place you know that you have learned all the jargons you are preaching but nothing is growing. Because ministry is more than your jargons in preaching. It's a realm of grace you assess. There is a dimension you enter. All the principalities leave you alone. All the tongues you are speaking, every body tongue must cross a certain realm. There are tongues the principalities recognize. There are some they don't recognize. Paul I know, Jesus I know, who are you? It means that when Paul started speaking, Kaya Baba, they say Paul is coming. Open. Who is that? Papa Deboy, open. You will give yourself a title. Ak Poop. Then they say, Who is that? They say, That guy in Portes who came for the conference, Ak Poop. Satan says, Send demon torment to go and deal with him. So humble yourself. Humble what? And go far. <laughs> Amen. How many of you are married here? Put your hand. How many of you are not married? And what are you waiting for? How many men are not married? Please stand to your feet and let me see you. Wow. Sit down, sir. And all of you look good. How many ladies here are not married? Stand to your feet. The men that stood, pick one. It is for your security. I told one man of God in America, I said, God can never give you a certain blessing. Until there is a woman in your life. And I say, as long as you are not married, tomorrow either we hear bad news or good news. But be careful you don't disgrace the kingdom. <laughs> Number two. As God is lifting you up, if you don't marry at the time God wants you to marry, at times comes in your life, no woman is qualified. So check some pastors you know. They are doing well, but they have not married. Because where they stand, every woman is not qualified. If it's today that I'm going to marry my wife, she will never be qualified. 
You must marry an unqualified person like you are not qualified. And both of you do. Settle down. Settle down. Even those who are married, they are struggling. What about you that is not married? The ones who lifted their hand, they are married. They are tempting them. You that is not married, they will swallow you. In our ministry, we don't ordain anybody who is not married. Because when we put that anointing on your head and the woman start bringing you uh, uh, Abigail Dems, when they carry their loaves of bread and they start bringing it to you, we can't tell what is happening. They bring you the bread and it starts raining. <laughs> I give you the opportunity to preach in the pulpit and they tell, ah, we thought that it was anointed by you are coming. <laughs> A lot of associate pastors that walk out of churches, women that make them walk out. She wants to become a first lady quick. So that they will introduce him to lift his hand. The hand that you lift him will never come down. So Jesus comes. <laughs> because there's another mistake I'm going to correct tomorrow. Don't marry a woman because he preached. Because not every woman preacher can handle a matrimonial home. There is a grace they need to be preachers and be wife. <laughs> Personal relationship with God. What is the second one? Ask your neighbor, are you taking good care of yourself? You see, I tried to come back. It looks like God that wants me to talk to you. And then the next one is why your family. Did I give you that one? Huh? And that is what I'm just, I'm hitting all the points now. Your family is the one I'm talking about. Amen. A pastor that sleeps when another pastor is preaching. <laughs> you have seen something. It's the most serious thing that will ever happen to you. I went to Bishop TDJ's conference in Orlando, one of the conferences. We wake up in the morning and we go 7 o'clock and we come around 12. And it is just about one and a half hours break and we go around 2 and return around 6 o'clock and come back 7.30 to about 10. And so that within the period about five people preach. And Bishop TDJ said that if you cannot endure sitting down, who should endure sitting down listening to you? <laughs> so, these people that has carried the ministry for years, they have a secret. Follow them who through faith and patience. Even if you think you have anointed, have experience. I have done this thing for years. I have done it for years. I have led all night in this country alone for 20 years. 
Non-stop. What you are doing now, 20 years time, what will it be like? You should not want to start a woo-woo. 20 years time, will you be still be alive? Sustaining anointing. I have never seen people teach and I say, let me go and teach. I've never seen people do. I have stayed with fasting. Those of you who follow me, Bed in Power, we're doing fastings. We're doing it every month, one week, one month. I mean, it, it, has, it still continues. We have only taken it to another level. Won't you be surprised? I, I, I think you'll not be surprised one day I let you fast for 365 days. Yeah. Yeah. Bed in Power, it was two weeks. It was three weeks. Huh? We came to Tema with this one 40 days. Today we are in 70. We have done 100 already. Next year, who knows 150? Then we are going 360. No! I have never been confused about it. Papa Yusuf told me, he said that you are steadfasted reviver. He told me during the COVID time. He said, now there was a time in Ghana we see posters and banners 14 days prophetic, 21 days prophetic. But now everybody fasting. Follow them who through faith and patience. The woman you have married now, 20 years time, will she, will she be a happy woman? Take good care of your family. It's not, I have sound family. Very sound family by the grace of God. A confused man can never lead people prayer for 70 days. Sound. My wife has never told me, shut up. I won't do what you tell me to shut up. No. One of my mentors said, if two, box, if two people are going to fight in a boxing ring, and one can, one doesn't come, the other one should go home. So it takes two to fight. If the other one is not ready, the other one should go home. Don't destroy your family at the expense of ministry. Your first ministry is your family. If your ministry is not sound, your family, your, if your family is not sound, your ministry has no future. Establish it. Pay every price to make sure the woman you have married is in full support of your calling. Take good care of your family. I told you yesterday, let me repeat it. Do the ministry in such a way that when God call your son, he will come. <laughs> Prof was there with me in America. Everything about media, everything about the ministry, my children were doing it. He was there. My little girl, 16 years. She was in charge of everything about the screen. My son will wake up and come and fix all the equipment. She will finish this one, go and play drums, come and do here, come and do that. She went to school, he told me. He said, Papa, I'm preaching next week. I said, which one? It's the Church of Pentecost. I tell you, they gave me preaching appointment. <laughs> it's a student something. And so, he's there. He said, what do I preach? I said, preach what God told you. 
And I said, don't preach like me. Preach what God has given you. Don't try to be like your father. You will mix who you are. Do the ministry such a way that when God call your children, they will come. Don't let your wife resent the ministry. Don't let your wife hate the calling. One of the surprising things I see about you people is that many of you are here without your wives. Because every conference I go, I carry her along. Why? Because we carry the bed in together. Whether you like it or not, I told you, apart from God, the next most powerful voice in your life is your wife. What about we, the woman? You're already powerful on your own. <laughs> Richard Robert told me something. He said, Nana, apart from the devil, if you fail anywhere in the ministry, it's because your wife is not with you. Take good care of your family. Don't tell your wife is carnal because of the way you cancel guests up to 12 midnight. We must prosper in the ministry. We must do well. Is that the way you are going to say, I'm canceling them so that they won't go anywhere. In fact, when they leave you, they are going to the other pastor. Your own is 11 to 12. The other pastor is 1 to 2. Am I talking to somebody here today? Take good care of your family. Take very good care of your family. Listen. Finish preaching and go back to a sound home. Sound. that one. Let your children know that you love their mother so that they won't hate your calling. Now point number four. <laughs> that is the one you have not heard there. Mm-hmm. Fulfill the assignment. Your assignment. Everybody here has an assignment. Fulfill what? Tell Archippus that the ministry which he has received from the Lord, that he fulfill it. Listen to me. You must fulfill the assignment. I'm praying for you that when you live here, whatever you are doing church, everybody must know that a church has come to that place. Amen. And fulfilling the assignment involves some things. Quality prayer life. Candidate and the practitioner of fasting and prayer. 
Am I talking to somebody here today? Hallelujah to Jesus. I see you making it in a way that head is being shaken. Prayer. What did I say? Prayer. Prayer. As chapter 16, verse 25. Prayer. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. <laughs> Very interesting. They want to preach. They beat them, put them in prison. They should have complained and cried to God. The Bible said at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed. It means that they have been doing this at midnight several times. That is part of their lifestyle. And sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. And the next verse says that. And suddenly there was an earthquake. God responded with an earthquake. Amen. Amen. Huh? As chapter 12 and verse number 5. Peter therefore was kept in prison. But prayer was made without ceasing. So to fulfill the ministry. <laughs> you must have your average prayer life a day. You must live a life that is not normal to everybody. When people are awake, I am asleep. When people are asleep, I am awake. I don't have time. I told you yesterday, I cannot lay my head on the bed for more than four hours. I have never used alarm clock in my life. If I sleep 12 and I say, I wake up one, I'll wake up. Your body must become a clock. Prayer. Six hours average prayer life a day. That means I'm very busy. Some three hours in the morning. Now, hear this. I have never, I don't know how to do it. Wake up, sleep, and wake up and continue sleeping. It has never been my time. Even if I try it, the sleep will not come. You see the way you sleep, use the restroom, come back and cover yourself with that, your blanket. I can never do it. So, I have trained myself such a way that when I wake up, the next place you catch me is my prayer room. All my prayer rooms are attached to my bedroom. So, that movement is my best movement in life. Now, hear this. If you don't develop this discipline, God cannot trust you as an intercessor. So, one day, I slept 12 o'clock. God woke me up. I slept 11 O'clock, God woke me up exactly 11.45. Ah, what is it? But because it's my custom. Jesus Christ has a custom of going to the church to read the Bible. The Bible says, as his custom was, the book of Isaiah was delivered into him. It means that once he got there, you read the Bible. As is my custom, I went back to my prayer room. Tired! You know that kind of prayer you are praying? But, ayaw, God abasi. And because I don't like sitting down praying as I walk, well, 
I was quickened by the Holy Ghost. One hour exactly, my Gina brother called me. He said, I'm Robert just left my house. He said, Papa, when they finish, they say, we're not wearing masks, we should kill him. One of them put a gun in his throat. He said, kill him and kill all the family. Let's go. And one of them said, why should we kill him? So the two armed robbers started fighting and they left. That was the time I was praying. So I'm asking the Lord, Lord, why are you waking me up this time? He didn't give me the answer. After that, he said, this is why I wake you up. Where were the church when James was arrested? This is the danger of a pastor becoming prayerless. Herod's vexation of the church. He took James and killed him. And the angels watched. God watched. Everybody watched. And James was killed. Because prayer is man giving God the legal right to act on it. Where was the people? Where was the prayer intercessor? Peter therefore was kept in prayer. When he saw that he pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Prayer was made without ceasing. And God dispatched an angel. I said, Lord, wait a second. Where was this angel when James was arrested? He said, nobody called me. Receive grace from today to pray without getting tired. A pastor when we were was struggling in the church and they told him to come to was it, did he come to the altar come to the altar and lie down and pray at Tema. she went back after long prayer and his church doubled up the price to double the church was to lie in another altar that has been soaked with prayer Don't struggle. Humble yourself and make it. Prayer was made without ceasing. No. That your one hour prayer every morning is not enough. It cannot break the ground where you are. No. There is a time you leave the church and you are waiting. Come and stay in Portland City for 14 days. Not the time that we are doing, not the time that we are doing any program. Your private time of alone with God. When the people deceive us that Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights because he was a goal. Ah! It bothered me. When I read the book, that is a revelation that makes me read the book. What is the ministry of fasting? They don't have one here. The ministry of fasting, I wrote this book by one revelation. Huh? The most scientific statement about Jesus' life is that he was hungry. Scientific. Nothing about him is scientific. Afterward, he was hungry. I said, ah! He was hungry, then he was not a God because God never gets hungry. Yeah. If Jesus fasted for 40 days and 49 and hunger returned, then Jesus didn't fast as a God because if he's God, he will never get hungry. If he became hungry, then he fasted as a man. It will not kill him. Don't go to China and disappoint God. Don't go to Germany. Before we know you are washing plate. 
You can imagine, Prophet Anna, God let me, Prophet Anna, relocate and go to Turkey. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Many years ago, my father remembered because he was, I remember because he was praying for me, Prophet, I said that this grace will be accepted everywhere, even including Saudi Arabia. It was a prophetic way. You put me there. <laughs> Either the ground came, you are killing. came here, everything was a bush, snakes and things. I was sleeping in that small uh, place there. It was a toilet, people are, we were, we were, we, we, I can hear it in my room. Now, one of my church members was a boy, they came and said, Papa, I'm not comfortable where you are staying, please. This place, I come from this place, it's quite a dangerous place. And this place, you don't know. She went to book a city escape hotel. Okay, I agree with her. She loves his father. I went there. God waited. I went there, we finished everything, went there, 9 o'clock. 11.45, God came, wake up, what are you doing here? Did I ask you to sleep in a hotel? Go back. Came back to the car. Nobody was here. So today you can come here and look at everything and think that it just appeared. It never just appeared. I fasted until sometime when I'm preaching as if I'm falling down. I can go and fall when I appear. My children look at me, they are crying. One politician says you look like a lizard. You can never look like a crocodile until you look like a lizard. The crocodile is very fat. Just never stop. As I'm preaching to you, the last time I ate was somewhere, probably last Saturday. My wife keep coming. Are you going to eat? I said, oh, I will tell you. From Saturday up to today. Up to today. Up to today. It's a lifestyle. I am not telling you because it's a, it's a lifestyle. God is my witness. I stand before him. Do you know what it is to be drinking water alone from Saturday and be preaching under that strength? So sometimes you see me talking my wife because if it, Reverend Sue told me, say, the way you can fast and preach and get your mind sound is a mystery. It's a lifestyle. So you hear there is no law, there is no that, then you also go, no law, no law, go. <laughs> sit down, sit down, let me talk to you. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. So when my wife cook, he can only know I'll eat it when I start eating it. She is not too sure the food he could I'll eat or I'll not eat. She has to put it down. Sometimes I will say nothing and I'll go back to bed and you tell them, please come and take the food away. It's natural. There is no trouble about it. <laughs> it cannot be a fight. Okay? You make me cook and you didn't eat. It has never been a complaint. You have to get used to it. Yesterday, I finished preaching here, lay hands on all of you here, went back to the studio, come back, lead prayer, almost midnight, I was going tired. 
Okay, let me get some coconut water. Can't put it down. Boom. Because we have some appointment in a prayer room from dawn up to about nine o'clock. And you must be in this state for that prayer. Nothing just happens. So when I ask you to come and live with me, you'll be frustrated. I can go on like this for 21 days. And if I don't tell you, you will not be aware. So I understand why. Now listen. <laughs> the average people we pay on this ground is over 125 every month. Excluding contract workers, pastoral staff, administrative staff, Water company, restaurant, supermarket, security. Project has never stopped. Some of you saw them working day and night. Did you see them working in the night? Yes, I told you that when the day people close, the night people continue. I cannot take a daily bread to do devotion. To carry such weight. We have never flouted payment once that a month has come. We have no money to pay. Even COVID time, when they say we should reduce and I say pay them in full. <laughs> Listen to me. This thing is more serious than you're talking. All the people have followed their ministry so that they were serious people. Serious people. Dr. Yonki Cho has his fasting house in the prayer camp. And almost every week he's there. 60 years of all night. Constant prayer life. Don't make turn this thing to be an entertainment center. Get here and be hungry and go down. Forget about what somebody is doing. I don't care how somebody has become successful. Focus on your assignment. And do it the way God has called you to do. Richard Robert told me something. He said that, Nana, do your best and go beyond the limit and leave the rest for God. That is exactly what we are doing. Stop this thing of driving the car to conclude that because of your Mercedes Benz, you are a great man of God. No. No, you have a car. People have cars. I used to give a testimony of giving cars and I Bishop Wedepo said, this year I've given 200 cars, I shut up. It means that what he gave one year is not equivalent to my lifetime one. 200 cars as a gift. My 721, I kept quiet from that. I've not shared a testimony again. Am I talking to somebody here today? Qualitative prayer life. Qualitative prayer life. Heaven knows every day they will hear your voice. Hours. My children are seeing me going to school in the morning praying. They come back and I'm still in the pajamas five o'clock still praying. Daddy. So, <laughs> it doesn't just happen. Amen. 
doesn't just happen. When God told me, build me another auditorium, I know that he had told the people, the Lord just spoke to me. Some of you were here. The Lord, it was October, during lockdown. Lockdown. We were coming out of lockdown. I know here. God just told me that I should be him a bigger auditorium. Please. Was it October or something? Was it October? I knew you were doing one of the fasting, one of the fasting program. Yeah, it was a fasting program. And I said, and the Lord said, you have less than one year to finish it. That is the Jubilee Tabernacle. Okay, God has said it. Kikra, kikra, kikra. We started October, November. By June 18th, we were worshiping inside. June 18th. And you have seen it with your eyes. And at that time, they gave me the price hours of prayer. I was a construction supervisor, spiritually holding it and praying at the same time. Removing things, trust, everything was going on at the same time. Jubilee Tabernacle, kicker, kicker, day, night, afternoon, evening, day, night, companies, everything. At a point, I saw that over 2,000 plus people were working there. Day, night. You go back home, God said, you cannot sleep. You are the construction site, you are there, you are moving back. October, November, crack, 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 crack. By June 18th, Reverend Biakofi was standing there preaching. Now, here this, we cast concrete, eh? We have to lift our condition and put it on it. The concrete was cast 12 midnight, we finished. And the, 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 the concrete has been cast 12 midnight, we finished. And the next day, we have to put the machine and lift the concrete. The concrete was cast, it's less than two days. So they say, Papa, say, hey, how is God sustaining the well? He hold all things by the word of God, put it on it. If he can't sustain his own church auditorium concrete, they let it collapse. Up to date, there is no crack. Now, you can see the ground there. Even the concrete water was still on the ground. The concrete is as white as not dry. Carry all the props and I put it on it. If God can keep it, then it's not his church. The tons and the weight of this thing is not a small thing. We lifted over five or six and put it on it. Can you have that kind of faith to make that kind of... <laughs> My wife looked at me and said, where do you come from? I said, where did you meet me to marry me? <laughs> People were standing there. Pastor Albert has seen one before. One of the workers was there. He said, keep quiet. I saw him do the same thing in Tema. So keep quiet. When said the advice of the man, he said, keep quiet. Don't go and say anything and get into trouble. This is not the first time he's doing it. Jubilee Tabernacle complete the state of that. Friday, tomorrow you'll be worshipping there. If today is your first time, tomorrow you'll be worshipping there. By June 18th, everything there, lighting systems, chairs, everything. If you fill this auditorium complete, you'll be nothing less than 25,000. 
We are still failing. We have not finished. Eight months completed. You cannot produce that with 30 minutes prayer. Now, there is a deception you have in your prayer. When the Holy Ghost talks about, who lava, who lava, it was 15 minutes old. So I have a clock in my room. I have a clock. Lord, I am going three hours in our care. I am not saying it's the hours you pray that God used it to answer prayer. But my little children, in whom I travel in birth to Christ before me knew. So there is a place of traveling prayer to birth new things in a new ground. As soon as Zion traveled, he brought forth her children. Man of God, go and increase the tempo of your prayer. Pray to ask God, give, increase my spiritual capacity for prayer. My spiritual capacity for fasting. Increase my spiritual capacity for holiness. Join a company of people that pray. Your best friend, the one that says, let's go and pray. Ah, I want you to be my father. I'm very glad to be yours, your father. I want you to be my son. I'm very glad. But you must copy my lifestyle. Yes, sir. I cannot accept you as a son and you disgrace me. It's not possible. When I come to your area, I must see Porter City there. It might not be a city start, but I must see something that shows that seven years from now you arrive there. Because everything produces after its kind. I can't bring you here and tell you that this thing just appeared. Price. Price of fasting. Price of prayer. Price of discipline. Price of purity. You cannot do things like this. Holding women's breast. Let me bring you there. Some of you, your hand must be anointed before you leave here. The reason you lay hands on the sick, they don't get healed because of what your hand has touched. Yeah. If a new pastor is quiet, he's a suspect. Yeah. Jesus Christ loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, the Lord your God has anointed you. You cannot sustain such a thing when the quarrel is your girlfriend. Yeah. You are finished. The boundaries are too much. The boundaries are put around life. It's too much. So my wife even think it's too much. <laughs> I say it can be too much for you because you're a woman. I'm a man. Why are the mighty falling? No pastor fell because he told a girl I will love you and I will marry you. They find themselves in a place where the boundaries were broken. <laughs> and by the time the devil captured your mind, the woman is already tied in a tree. So I am comfortably waiting to cancel every pastor, every male in the office, but woman. I don't remember the last time I sit to the woman in the office, I'm canceling you. <laughs> Go to Pastor Albert. Go to Pastor Martin. Go to them. <laughs> Hallelujah. When they fall, I will revive them. And when I fall, nobody will revive me. 
God forbid. Go to too much. If that is a reason you won't come here again, God. If I cancel a woman, we are sitting in the church. Everybody is here. Okay. So they come. don't you see the way I cancel them here? Ah, okay, madam. Thank God bless you. <laughs> what is a? Oh, okay. Ah, in the name of Jesus, you are free. Put you in my office and you are there with your micro skirt. That I deceive myself like I'm anointed. Am I more anointed than something? No, you can see those who are trapped, they are not shouting. You can see them. You will need this forever till Jesus comes. You will need it forever till Jesus comes. By the time God, the devil tells you to sleep with a woman, he has already captured the woman. It's simple. Boundaries. From the time you know me from the departure now. <laughs> if I put you in my prayer room, there are two women I've cancelled in my prayer room. I know they are spiritual. I know they are extremely spiritual and so that they come fast and they have the call of God and they are there. Windows open. Mommy is there and he knows I'm talking to you. I tell my when you hear quick, come back and come at you. You have to come before I start. No, more anointed people than me. Jimmy Swaggart was a celebrity of America. More popular than Billy Graham. What happened? More anointed than me. Your anointed is limited to a woman who is your equalizer. Hey. I don't care who you are. That a woman can let you forget what God wants, you don't say it. Hey. And you can see it's a woman in a secluded places. And you are falling into a trap, but you will not know. Show me your strength. He said, if you tie me with a rope, and he tie you with a rope. Simply, you can say that this girl is up to something, but at that time, you are blind. Three times! Something cannot see. His sensitivity is suspended. Discernment is gone. Totally blind. He lost his eyes and losing your eyes means losing your vision. At the lapse of Delilah. You will not lose your ministry on the lapse of anyone. There are some people in this country. They started very well as a man of God. They are nowhere to be found. They have not been able to detach themselves from the waste of women. Because not every woman you touch and you can continue ministry. When David slept with Bathsheba, he couldn't accomplish any great thing again. Even the temple he bought is God didn't let him build it. God said, blood is in your hand. And I said, Lord, let's wait a second. Lord, I don't understand. Blood is in whose hand? David, all the battle he fought, you told him to go and fight. He inquired from you and you asked him to go and kill the people. How can you give him the opportunity to go and kill? And he said, blood is in his hand. He said, I'm not talking about that. The blood of Uriah. Oh. Don't worry, you will clap when the, the sister gives you a peg. 
You remember my message? And then you come. Yeah. All these holy sisters sitting here. All these holy sisters sitting here. Very, very holy. If you don't build boundaries with them, they will give it to you and after that they cry. They will, I know them all. They will cry. I don't know why I did this. I'm very sorry. The devil, they will cry. They will continue their life. Your ministry is shut down. Free advice, man of God. No free. Contribute to every brain. No. I saw some of you come for last meeting. No pastor came to give me seed. I said, these people, if they become poor in ministry, is their attitude. Every international conference I've gone, the host have sown seed in his life. How will you do what is happening here? How will you carry this grace? You, you, you can preach, but you don't know the principles. The money I dropped in Dr. Young, you chose phrase, feet. It was frightening. I redraw money in ATM plus the one I carry until they block it. I called them and said, renew it. I, can, I want to come to this grace and, and come and say, pray for me after I lay hands and I want. The laying of hands will be nothing. Will be nothing. I will not give anything to God that costs me nothing. So if the man lay hands on me and I left without dropping anything on the seat, I would never have carried the grace there. The principle. You are wasting your time. <laughs> you, are, you are wasting your time. <laughs> you preach fire and build one small auditorium that said 500 for 13 years. Because you don't know the principle. There's a shortcut in doing everything. <laughs> Dr. Bishop W. Repo preached for Dr. Kenneth Copeland, who he received impartation of prosperity from him. Finished and carried suitcase and gave him money. I don't know how much. No less than one million. Say, Papa, thank you for the privilege to stand in your pulpit. Thank you for the privilege. I have been following your ministry for all these years. Today I've preached. Instead of him collecting millennium, he gave the man millennium. And he said, after that, it moved me to another angle. The secret of men are in their stories. If you want to know the secret, go for the story. This man is a professor and a general overseer. He traveled with me to America. Whilst we are in America, he was also sowing seeds in my life. I said, No wonder. I look, I told my wife in a very hotel, I said, This man, the secret of his impact to my understanding, one of the most successful vice chancellors in this country. Go to UPS and see buildings that are there. Without law, I ask him, secret of men are in their stories. Yesterday I was praying for him. I said that if he got tired, they said he won't work again. Anybody that succeeded him, he has a big shoe that he's going to put his leg. There is nothing like succeeding a successful man and you are failing. If it's me alone, nobody should change you. They should let you stay there until you are 90, then you leave. You cannot be a stingy pastor and stock your ministry with financial abundance. This ministry paid tight after two, after yesterday. Peter. Now, I, I'm not there by the finance board. It's a law. 
If you mess it, you are fired. By the time you finish counting the money, deduct the tithe direct into that account. It is only account I oversee. The rest, I don't care what they, I, okay, you just give me a report of what you are doing with it. And beyond a certain point, let me know. But that one, <laughs> this ministry is going to do crusade. Okay, Papa, Papa, what is it? Oh, sign this one there. One year offering of this ministry, one year, tight, offering, everything. Salvation, I mean, nobody touch it. We couldn't even collect checkbook so that nobody would be tempted to write check. After one year, I signed everything to one church as first fruit. This is where we are. Nobody said borrow to give. It is not biblical to borrow to give according to what you have. Simple. Your assignment. Your assignment. Your assignment. Your assignment. Prayerful life. Celebrated giving life. You give and go and thank God for the privilege. I used to go to Bedim Power from Kodoko without Trotro money. Today, if God has given to me, what did you have that you did not receive? Ah. Ah. What did you have? What is the mystery that made Muslims bring thousand bags of cement here? Mm. Muslims. Don't you think it is God? People brought cement here, we don't know them. Yes, one day we were building one of the auditoriums and then we needed cement. The architects came to me and said, Papa, we don't have cement, so the boys cannot come to work on Saturday. I said, God didn't tell me to stop anybody. He said, Papa, if they come, we have to pay them. But there's no cement. And we don't know. And this is a ministry you cannot say there's no money. Once you say it, you have lost your job. So if there is nothing, nobody can tell you that there's no money to buy. They have said there is no cement, but they didn't say there's no money. <laughs> but the truth is that there's no money, but nobody can say that. Because if you say it, you have lost that position. Instantly, I'll sack you. I'll fire you. Once you, you are around the finance and you say no money, that is the end of your working day. Tell them to come to work. Is it your work? Ask Akita, say, is it your work? Is it your building? Let him, the one that owned the building, be responsible for the cement. I left all night. I was going to one. I said, my friend, I went to one night to preach. <laughs> I finished crossing and I was standing house to pray. I saw at the greater load of cement. He came to me and said, Papa, they brought it. I said, yes, driver, who said? He said, elder said I should bring it. A man was taking a cement to his cement shop. And a voice told him, send it to Portis. <laughs> I don't know that man up to today. I don't know. Give us our rulers. <laughs> he said, from Soso, we deducted from source. All the offering we are giving 10, 10 cities. If it's 5,000, 500, go to that account. It's a tie from the source. Accumulated, it goes to. Just before I was coming here, God sent, told me to send. He said, this ministry is going to do crusade somewhere. Sent a seed there. The most difficult, listen, I told you that. <laughs> Hardly do I preach giving in this church. Sunday I preach it almost first time for the whole year. Huh? Because God told me, the people who give when you give, are you from the top? 
So if you follow me, you sit here and I'm a giver. Naturally, you become a giver. Those who are stingy, it's because it's coming from their bloodline. They're natural. I don't preach a message that entertains you. Man of God, if you are going to make it, this is the secret. Very cool. Nobody is under pressure here. There is no pressure. I've seen Pastor Judy Auditorium. They are growing older. Gray hair everywhere. Prayer warriors, pray. Harassing is why. The way they are not giving us a permit. Why don't you wake up and pray? When God was calling, was he there? She came to help. She didn't come to carry. <laughs> now listen. Can you imagine? What I'm doing here is failing then I'm blowing it on my wife. Can my wife carry this thing? It's too heavy for her. Oh. <laughs> I cannot put that weight on her. For what? You can't. Principles are established law. They work. They work. Established law. All the laws of God are made to work. Man of God, don't stay in poverty. You can come out of it. You stay in poverty, you can come out of it. Give your way out of poverty. Give your way out of poverty. <laughs> you associated with me. Now, I draw love closer to me. But maybe devoted. I was in America, you called me. I said, you must get a car for yourself and your wife. She was smiling on the phone. <laughs> Papa, even the one I'm driving, cry. <laughs> Uh, I see. And I, I remember what I told her. I told myself, you don't need money to get a car. Taught him some few principles. Now, I was still in America. I spoke to him less than one week. He called me and said, Papa, hey, somebody has just brought me C-class Mercedes-Benz. He took the picture and sent it to me. Now, before that, say, give that car to your wife who is taking care of your babies. He has gone to stay in his mother's house to give her. I said, give it to her. You need two cars. It's not a last risk necessity. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. She's standing here. If I'm lying, you tell me. Somebody gave their car to him. Say, Papa. Oh. Your association determines what enters you. <laughs> I don't remember the last time I bought a car. But I went, okay, how much is this car? But every car I want to drive, I'm driving it. Remember? When I went to be in power, I dropped my wife's car and I dropped my car and we went home in the taxi. God told me if you want to be poor, it's too late. I'm still swimming in it. If you look at my shirt, you think I'm poor, you have made a mistake. Ah. Hallelujah. This, this dress eh, is more expensive than my own, but the pocket is not the same. You can have all this thing about the That's why there's no faith, it's fact. <laughs> no, it's not faith. It's not faith confession. It's fact. fact ruin the natural. Now listen. <laughs> I heard Steve Jobs has two jeans. Two jeans. Steve Jobs. The owner of iPhone, two jeans. And two t-shirts. So when you meet him with your designer wear, don't think you are. You are. In fact, your money has gone to uh, uh, designers. 
Then you, 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 some people are proud about what they wear. How much is left in the bank? Give your way out of poverty. Your assignment is very crucial. Listen, I say don't rest until the ministry gives you rest. Yeah? There is a place of financial rest. If you are not have financial rest, you pray unnecessary prayers. Any grace you can tap into here, tap it and send it to your place. <laughs> Financial rest also brings marital rest. Naturally. All the way you are touching your wife is tight, is tight because you don't have money. It is a result of vitamin M deficiency. That is I touch my wife and he say he's tired. No problem. I'll call my travel agent and say, buy me take it to Dubai. Mm -hmm. I'll carry her to Dubai. <laughs> it will move from serve yourself to I'm coming to serve you. Yes, Even God knows that these women, they like money. God knows. Yes, carry this one to Dubai yeah. and see. All of you are married. Are you not married? You are married? Yes, sir. Huh? So far, are you married? You have never traveled with her. Carry her to Aqua Safari. Yes, sir. It's simple. I service my marriage. I don't want stress. I'm preaching. I don't have time for my wife. When I finish, huh? if I have time, I travel with her. Don't cook. Don't do anything. Order food. I will pay. You can't do that by tons. Now, hear this. Let me show you how powerful money is. Let me show you controversial death of a man. This man has died. The whole system has come to a standstill. Very controversial. <laughs> High priest are standing there. If you don't give up this man to kill him, you are not Caesar's friend. Pontius Pilate want to leave him. He gave his body. Such a death is buried by military people quietly. Joseph of Arimathea walked into Pontius Pilate and said, can I have the body? And he said, okay, you can take it. Who is that man? <laughs> if you are not clapping you know that poverty is part of your life forever receive grace to become a financial muku in the ministry I extract that thinking thinking from your mind that when you are poor you are holy you will sleep with a woman that is supporting you if he's a satanic agent, he'll give you money until you one day you'll be trapped in his room. Check every pastor that preach without fear. They have economic power. If you see this, somebody, they put Kesi Bukum Haram. Go and check what is has. I curse all of you and your supporters. This man is not begging. He has bought five aircraft. See, he preached in London. He has never absent himself on Sunday service for over 40 years. Whatever he preaches, he flies. Saturday, land in water and preach. Go and sit in uh, Ethiopia and tell them to take you to your church building. Now, 
when they make all the mistakes and Afghanistan was turned back to the Taliban, Kenneth Copeland sent his plane to rescue Christians. CNN pick it up. Citation jet. He bought it from Tara Perry. Tara Perry couldn't sustain it. That man of God bought it. I went to a church compound with the airport. A church compound I bought it. That's his own runway. So instead of landing at Kotoka, he has his own traffic control land. In the same church. Keep preaching. Can a Copeland has given 27 aircraft as a gift to evangelists for the past 50 years. Givers control their atmosphere. Now listen. Until you become a giver, certain money will never be committed to your church. This is a multi-million dollar project. I know you're offended, but that is what God has given me to preach. Don't sit down with pride and say, all oh, the things he's talking, all the things wrong. No, follow them with true faith and patience. Follow them. I went to sit under people and I humbly listened to them. I came back and played the tape and played the tape and played the tape and played the tape. Until the thing entered me. Do you know the amount of money from this ministry that go out to other ministry every month? <laughs> Jesus is love. Let's say you must fulfill your assignments and you must be the best you can be for the people God has called you for. Poverty is a choice, prosperity is a choice. Choose one. many have I given to you now? Are you blessed at all? <laughs> Finally. Professor Amate is my friend. He's my brother. Hmm? Is that correct? Yes, sir. He's my brother. Hmm? There are some people I can't tell you. <laughs> Pastor Nat. It's a brother and a friend for this ministry all these years. If you are going to succeed in ministry, be careful with the relationship God brings your way. The relationships God brings your way. Strategic relationship that your stupidity and my stupidity can let the people live. Because ministry is about relationship. In a relationship, you pay every price to keep it. I see a wealthy man coming to your church tomorrow. How will you handle that man? We need a whole day to talk about it. Relationship God, including the one you marry, who becomes your secretary. Who becomes your friend? Who becomes your what? Relationship God brings you away.
There are pastors I had opportunity to sit with them in a, in a dinner table. And by the time they finished talking, I learned the greatest lesson of my ministry that no Bible school can teach me. No Bible school. One day I was sitting with Dr. Ronnie Stete, Dr. Richard Roberts, Paul Norton, who is Dr. Ranswadobe, we were sitting. What I learned in that small table eating, no Bible school can teach me. Today, this one is your father. The next time you jump, this one is your father. The next time you jump, this one is your father. The next time you jump, it means that you are an opportunist sister. You can't stay one place and go. Am I talking to somebody here today? Today, all the things you have been hiding to money, I have exposed, I'm exposing all of them. No. You cannot have a future when you are proposing to three girls. It's a polygamy in a rehearsal. A man of God that is going to pass a paycheck. Can you imagine Prophet Anna when I was going to marry? I proposed to three girls. No. Not to bring complications. Now, listen, the first girl I'm going to marry is called Della. His mother said she won't let me marry her. My father ran back said, I don't care how you are in love, stay away from it. My birthday didn't hear him say, She said it. It was between me and her, him until birthday. He brought it out. My wife, he doesn't know. Mommy, you got to say, Who is, who is, who is? I say, Ask Papa. <laughs> now, that is what I told you. If you don't have somebody that look at you, Papa told me, said, listen, you are going to lead the rest of your life fighting about a battle. This girl's mother cares said that if you marry this guy who is not in our tribe, you are cursed. Naked. So Papa said, stay away from it. Oh! I'm singing my song. I'm in love. I'm in love. Now, your love must disappear. Today, if I marry that guy, I don't think my ministry will be still be here. She couldn't handle the capacity. The meekness will not be there. My father told me, I don't want to see you. And Papa doesn't talk rough, rough. He's a very quiet man. Nana, I don't want to see this guy around you again. You have a future. Stay away. I stay away. If it is you, hey, don't clap. Let me give it to you before you clap. If it is you, you will change your father immediately. You move from this father, go to this one. I want to marry this one. I, should marry. Hey, I, I, I shouldn't marry the girl I love. And they because the other new father doesn't know your story. You say that. Why is he behaving like that? Because sometimes we pastors say, we help people to fall. Now listen, the wisdom is that call the old father and ask him, this boy has come to me. What do you think about this case? That is the way you make judgment. And somebody come to your church, insulting another pastor to come and you think that he's a very powerful member. Wait! I'm giving you two years. A stick is to touchy. Google it. It's in Google. Google Techi and Google Ba, they will give you the meaning. It's simple. It's very, very simple. Amen. There's something I proposed today. When I saw my wife, I want to marry her. I proposed to her, he agreed. The next day I carry her to Papa. I said, Papa, I've seen this girl. I'm going to marry her. What do you think? Check us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Yeah. Let's pray about her. We pray. Today we are married. Three children. Sound. I'm still enjoying the marriage.
You have proposed to Regina, you have proposed to Effie, you have proposed to uh, Eunice, and then Regina gives you 500, this one 1,000, this one 2,000. Man of God, you're already a failure. I resign. Go and say, Coco. You cannot be in the ministry. You don't have a future. Some of these guys don't trust pastors again because of the way you have treated them. They don't, they don't have respect for pastors. They gave their heart to you as an up-and-coming man of God. The way you treated them. They are doubting who is going to be your church member. You have started. So, I'm talking like this, you know. I have never eyed anybody's pocket in this ministry. What I'm doing, what is in your pocket, I can fulfill it. If I don't eye heavy, I'm locked. No, you are building such an auditorium. Huh? And me, the auditorium, once you are building, I can come and say, I stand it. You see, when you enter Jubilee Tabernacle, the, the place where there are no church, it was not part, I added it later. I can come and say, this one, the, 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 the stop. Huh? Huh? Uh, how do we call the top? Uh, is it? The galleries. I added it. Ask them. They are the architects. I said, no. Yeah, people can sit here. Papa, we are already there. Oh, construction, everything possible. Chase it. Hook the aisle. If I last time we meet there, I had another. Don't you see the way I've changed the puppet? Yeah. I went and said, no, this puppet must be changed. I don't like the way it is. Papa, can we, can we finish the fast? I said, no, it must be done in a week. One week, I'm giving you Sunday start. By Friday, it must be completed. Pack the workers there. This one sleep, wake up, tired. Continue. This one, when you work out, you are tired. You go and wake your red up. Come and continue. Me too, I'm going to sleep. One week, they finish. Now, hear this. <laughs> when God told me to build this auditorium for less than one year, I said, Lord. <laughs> I begin to sit him down and say, Lord, let me tell you something. I know heaven. I don't know how you do your project there, but let me explain project in Ghana to you. If you have concrete and it's, it's cast in situ, we need 21 days to remove it. Please, Lord. He said, shut up. I build the world in six days. I don't need ten years to build an auditorium. So the fate of building that auditorium was that God said, I finished creating the world in six days. If I created the world in six days, your auditorium, that is, I need one year. That means that what he says is that from now, hand over the auditorium to me. Ah. one of the things that has caused all of us is promising relationships you have broken we break and break and break and break and break the marital one if you know you marry a lady don't tell her you love her because in your heart you know that you marry her don't tell her sincerity integrity Am I talking? Yes. Yeah. God gives opportunity to come close to a certain man of God. You took it for granted. You think you can walk away from it. Ah. Yeah. Opa left Naomi. We didn't hear of her again. Ruth follow Naomi. He appeared in the genealogy of Jesus. Jesus dedicated a book for him. For her. Now hear this. 
Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work I've called them. So they put them together. Self contention, they separated. Nobody heard of Barnabas again. The most stupid thing Lot did was to depart from Abraham. So there are relationships you pay price and keep it. There are some fathers I'm privileged to connect to them. Ah, nothing will let that relationship, nothing. No matter what it costs me, I must keep it. I told you about, eh? what are the things that cause relationship to be afraid? Now, <laughs> I told you yesterday, do you remember my title for yesterday's message? Huh? Huh? Breakthrough. Huh? Huh? Provocation at the verge of, at the corridor of breakthrough. Provocation. So, one step to your breakthrough, you get offended. And you left. This man said, get away from here with your drunkenness. That is what Eli told Hannah. Hannah, if it's Hannah is our latest church member, she walk up. Can you imagine somebody come to your church and say, get away from here. And you are drunk. And you have not checked your mouth to see whether you have drink up you. And the lady knows she has not drunk. Because people hate false accusation. So, Hannah has a right to say, please, high priest, you don't accuse people like that. I've come to church and say, I'm drunk. The one provoking her is the one that carries prophetic word for conception. Go in peace and may the God of heaven grant you the petition. Also, if you look at this provocation at the judge of virtue, the man was almost offended. Neymar was carrying the prophecy back to Syria. I thought you would come and see me and pray for me. Provocation at the verge, at the corridor of breakthrough. Name man, thank God for his servant. He said, if the man of God tell you to do something, would you have done it? That's a simple thing, do it. Provocation at the corridor of breakthrough. Didn't Jesus did it? This, my daughter is grievously vexed. Jesus didn't mind her. The disciples came here, second straw. Get away, he's disturbing us. Jesus opened his mouth. I am not sent to by the lordships of Israel. You are not part of the people I minister to. Oh, this is the last road that breaks the back of the camel. You don't take the children's bread and give it to dogs. And the woman you call it a dog, the Bible says he worship. Now listen, if you become my friend, if this girl, my daughter Gina is my friend, and decide to walk out of me, I lose nothing. The relationship you walk out, you are the one that it will cause you. I know it. How some fathers here in my life. I can tell you by authority between me and them. Huh? If this man of God, this prophet here, if one day look and say, oh, well, I not go away after I don't need you. It doesn't cost me anything. When I didn't know him, I was standing. He need me to stand. Yeah, listen, without any contradiction, the less is blessed of the greater. price and keep it. You are there. God told you this man is your spiritual father. Because God can point to your father. Pay every price to connect to him. Even if the man doesn't want you to go. If he tell you to stop at Gilgal, tell him as the Lord leave it. I'm not leaving you. 
Follow him to Jericho. Tell him as the Lord liveth, I'm not leaving you. If he crossed the Jordan, you don't know semiology, but cross with him. You prefer to die than losing the anointing. Offended strategic relationships. I wish I can preach you my heart. Maybe they put me on there. There are things I've done. I wish I knew better like today. I knew. I'm telling you, as a relationship, I've never knocked it. I've never had the opportunity to preach you about my scar. But I'm trusting God Saturday, I'll give it to you. Without it. Mistakes I've made that don't repeat them. Some stupid guests has insulted a guy who loved them that they don't love. And to one day they meet the guy as a director and they are going for appointment. Are you my meet? Today you are meet. The next day you will be cassava. Are you getting what I'm talking about? No. The tables can turn. Let's see. The most frightening thing in the Bible is that when Joseph became a prime minister, where is Potiphar? Bible is silence about a lot of things. The man you put in prison, and when he's come, you give him a standing ovation. Where is Potiphar? Pharaoh look at the cabinet and say, can we find a man as wise as this? You know, by constitution, he's not supposed to do that. So let me tie this thing to you before I, I make my move. It means all you fools. Can we find a man as wise as he? Me, myself, I'm a fool. All of you are fools. None of you to even tell the dream. Can we find him? Everybody was quiet. It's okay. Only on the throne will I be greater than him. He removed a ring and gave it to him. He said, from today, according to your wife, Egypt will be ruled. Where is Potiphar? The captain of the guard. So what is he? Strategic man in the cabinet. The man he put in prison. Now when the man is coming, he has to stand up. Bible is silence about the way Joseph. He's a covenant guy, he might treat me. But if it to be me. <laughs> when I went to Saron Prince, there's a place called Jinyame. That is where I put Potiphar. This one, not Jinyame, Jebron Sam. I will put you there. Look at your neighbor and say, You better treat me well. Treat me well. Tell your neighbor. Yeah? Some of you, you see, one of the things you are mixing is I bring you here. The last time I paid for food. Today you are asking for, how many of you want us to do the dinner again? No problem. Go and write your name, pay your dinner. Then we contribute and we pay. Now, all these things that you are sitting here, it's time for networking. There is a problem. I was talking to Reverend Sue, he said that. Don't repeat the past mistakes. Huh? The division of the kingdom has not helped the kingdom. You must be connected. Because one day you'll be persecuted. When you are persecuted, you must run back to this company. That is a reason why we are establishing this company. That is a reason why we are becoming. And when they beat them and threaten them that don't preach in the name, as chapter 4, they went back to their own company. You may think you don't need me today, but tomorrow you may need me. One day, I was there, uh, there was a young man of God during the COVID time. He did something and they were arrested him in police station. And I was there, somebody called me. And they said, Papa, this guy has been arrested. They are trying to drive me for court. I don't know him. 
But somebody knows somebody that you don't know, but you need that person. And I make some few calls. Because in Ghana, it's whom you know, it's not what you know. It's very simple. Look at your neighbor and say, I may, I may look nothing today, but I'm going somewhere. Don't wait till I'm up there before you force to become my friend. So if you do know the mistake you are going to do, you hear one of the brothers sitting by you now is the biggest preacher in London. Then you go there. Oh, you, don't you remember me? Oh, the, the day in Portes, I was sitting with you in a chair. He has forgotten. There are people who meet me every day. Don't you remember me? I don't. But those who are staying with me, I can't forget them. Oh, where is he? Okay. There's Apostle Rupa is in, but he will come in the evening because I think his flight. One of the difficult routes of flight is Ghana, Nigeria. I don't know what is there. 30 minutes or one hour, every flight cancelled. This one connected. This one. Uh, if planes are wee-wee in the air, I don't even understand. Huh? So make friends. Ministry is not made alone. You need people in your life. Next week, Reverend Sud is coming here. He's coming to stay here for almost one week. By the grace of God, the day I step in your church and preach, the church destiny will change. Oh, yes. And some of you, I'll come to your church unannounced. One day I had a vision, and in a vision, I was, I was there. The Lord told me, go to all these churches. And they didn't know I was coming. And I went there. And by the time I finished, the church exploded. So I know that is going to happen. I move, I move with every grace that is here. All the buildings, everything that is here moves with me. What you see here is what this grace represents. When you go to redeem, this is what Papa Devoy represents. When you go to Kenya, this is what Papa Devoy represents. When you go to uh, Dr. Copeland's land, that is what represents. Portis, this is what represents. When you go to Anakaso, that is what Bishop, that represents. By the way, he brought us 1,500 books. <laughs> to be given to you people. I'm not too sure. 8,500 or 500. Let me not quote the number very well. I'll check. Hallelujah. If it's 200, I'll give it to you. If you don't get it, you say, we'll feel in a day. That's all. Yeah. People recognize what you are doing and say, well, this is a good thing. I love what I'm telling you that I'm preaching to God because I know you, one day, you will storm Germany and you will shake the place. Yeah. yeah. One of the reasons I'm doing this work and God told me, said, Anana, you have to bring the gospel back to us. That is why I keep going to do invasions. When I go there, anytime I go to do invasion, ask Prof. He was there with me. I have a whole room for pastors. After I finished preaching, he was there. We sit there, we talk. They ask me questions. I answer it. He was there with me. Sometime up to midnight. Because their system is not the way you are having it here. Difficult to pastor them. Encourage them, move them. Pray for them, lay hands on them. Impact. And tell them you can make it. Doesn't change it. 
Don't stay in that corner and die alone. Don't stay there. You kill yourself and kill your wife and children for nothing. Get connected. You don't want to network because of small seed you bring. <laughs> you want to eat all the money until, you see, you are eating, but look at how slim you are becoming. Some of you come, I want to be your father. It's come to responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. How do you be on a man's altar? How do you be on a prayer, a man's prayer altar? That you use your mouth? Hey. <laughs> Some fathers who pick revelations in their prayer room and told me, Nana, this and this and this is what I saw. Put this and this in city. God didn't show me to me, show you to them. You think they are walking around just seeing? Why didn't God show them in their church? And it's my church that they show. I want to be your spiritual father. Then you come, pray for me. I'll pray. <laughs> One day I was with an apostle Binga many years ago. And then when we got the apostle Binga, somebody brought me a seed. And when he brought the seed, I lay hands on him. He said, Nana, don't waste anointing like that. How much did he give you? I said, he gave me 200. I said, ah. And now this heavy anointing. Don't lay hand, lay finger. I suppose to continue. I said, if he give you thousand dollars, lay three finger. Five thousand dollars, huh? Lay hands. So ask him, apostle, what about if you give me 100,000? He said, that one got him. He said, breathe on the man. <laughs> give the Lord a shout of praise.